free market prosperity starts here. Now, here's Larry Kudlow. All right, welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. Join us during the week, Fox Business, 4 to 5 p.m. Name of the show is Kudlow. How about that? Anyway, we're going to bring in our pal Matt Schlapp, dear friend, chairman of the American Conservative Union, that being CPAC. Of course, he's a Fox News contributor, and he has a new book, and it's called The Desecrators, Defeating the Cancel Culture Mob and Reclaiming One Nation Under God. That there is a noble cause, Matt Schlapp, a noble (laughs) cause. First of all, best of mercy. Matt, when's CPAC? CPAC is coming up next month. Tickets are available. Uh, we, uh, we're we planning on you being there, Larry. You better be there. I'll be there. Uh, February 24th through the 27th. It's in Orlando again. Remember, we made this. And looking back on it, it was rather a gutsy move. Uh, we got shut down by Governor Hogan and the rest of the panickers here in the swamp when we were going to have CPAC <laughs> in the hotel. They literally closed the hotel down, and we had a choice to make. We could try to have it somewhere else. Or we could take a year off. A lot of conservative groups just took a year off. We we doubled down. We moved it to Orlando, which is where we're going in February again, to the Rosen at Shingle Creek, a great hotel. And then we did a second one, a second national CPAC, which we've never done before, in Dallas. So we're going to do the same thing again. That'll be in August. So we figure we need more CPAC with socialists on the move. Yeah, you do. The Orlando thing was a tremendous success. And by the way, I, just, I loved my Sunday morning slot just hint hint (laughs) i love my sunday morning slot (laughs) hint hint anyway what's yeah please take the hint i I know where the real power is i'm going to communicate with mercy but i'm just saying so tell us a little bit about mean well i'm just getting old i forget you know (laughs) tell me about that so tell us a little bit about the desecrators your new book it's out in a couple of weeks so larry you know uh you, your wife, my wife, we're all friends. And, you know, the country went through a rough couple of years. When when we win the presidency and when we get power, the left intends to really destroy us. And I, I really didn't believe that until this last go-around. When I worked for President Bush, I really believed that if you had a good spirit about you, which I think I do and I know you do, um, people will be decent. And uh, what I realized under the Trump era is, they really do intend to rip this country apart. They don't believe in its founding. They actually do think it's racist. They think it's not a source for good. And what I realized is those of us who put our necks out there to stand with uh, our president, President Trump, everyone's president, uh, just like, you know, Joe Biden is everyone's president. I'm old-fashioned. I mean, there's one president at a time. And, you know, where well, you could agree with him, you try to agree with him. With President Trump, I was just – I was so happy that he actually did all the things he told me in private he was going to do before he ran. And uh, and I felt he earned my respect and loyalty and support for that, and I was proud to do it. But what I didn't quite realize is how nasty this town would turn on Mercy and me. If she's on an execution list, people have put out lists saying we could never get a job again, we should never be hired for anything again. Um, you know, it's been rather nasty. And when you see your friend's fingerprints on it, it's painful. So we went through a tough couple of years where we were canceled and But I realized over time in my co-author deal, Hudson realized it's not the cancel culture that's the worst problem in America. And we got to get this straight as people who love America. I don't use the word conservative as much anymore. I'm just an American. And uh, what they're trying to do is destroy everything that's holy, everything that's good, 
everything that's foundational, not only to this country, but to civilization, society, happy children, uh, a bright future. You use the word prosperity a lot. Uh, they're, they're trying to destroy the underpinnings of what would bring that about. So I view there's a, there's a religious and spiritual dimension to that. And we need, those of us who are believers need to wake up to that. I unfortunately believe that evil is feeling very cocky these days, and I'd like to set it back. You know, um, I think it's terrific stuff, great themes. I, I think this woke crowd, radical woke crowd, you know, I, first of all, I think they hate America. And I want to add, you just mentioned it toward the end, they hate religion. And I also think they hate family. And I may be generalizing, but I'm saying that's my view. That's the way I feel about this group. Yeah, I agree, Larry. And uh, and I and my, so my wife doesn't yell at me. You can pre-order this thing on uh, Amazon or at Barnes and Noble. Just go to their websites, and the more you pre-order it, the more uh, it has a chance to show up in bookstores. And look, when you have a title that hits cancel culture head on, they're going to try to not sell your book. So I understand. Where we have some headwinds here, but uh, so help if your audience could help me out by doing that. But I think the key is, Larry, for those of us who are free market, we always kind of thought, well, our focus should be on letting people hold on to more of their freedom and more of their money, and Americans are good and they'll make good choices. And what I think President Trump helped teach us is that that is all well and good, but when they're literally trying to destroy your ability to be hired. Uh, you know, all these uh, young people who decide to sign up for a Republican here or there, uh, you know, they're trying to make it sound like you're a white supremacist or a racist or a hater. and They're trying to smear and destroy their careers. And uh, I tell you, at CPAC, we started a fund called the First Amendment Fund to help defend these people, cops who don't want to teach BLM, teachers who don't want to teach 1619 or the war on gender. Um, just regular old folks who, who 20 years ago could have just gone about doing their job without being desecrated. Today, they're being destroyed. And we got those of us, I'm 54 years old. I don't care what I lose anymore. I've had my kids. I love them. I'm going to do everything for them. This is the fight of our lives, Larry. We've got to defend this concept of America or the world's doomed. Mm. Yes, agreed. I like that. I love all that. This terrific stuff. Um, there is no civility left. But, you know, I think, Matt, um, we can do it in a way which is rather high road rather than low road. In other words, I'll let them, I'll let them do the personal attacks, and I prefer to stay on the high road and promote the good things, promote God, promote family, promote freedom, promote free markets, et cetera, et cetera. In other words, when we put our best foot forward, I think we win. And I'll let them be in the slime, you know, and the muck and the dirt. I agree with that completely. And I think that's how I comport myself. But by yes. the same token, I, I feel like one of, the, one of the things that God put me on this earth to do is to not be afraid to go into their venues and answer their questions. Now, I'll do it in my way, my Midwestern way. Uh, you know, uh, other people are more aggressive, but I think we got to engage them. But, but the other thing is what we realized when we were getting these phone calls from these people being canceled, getting fired, being destroyed for just uploading very basic values. I also feel like we have to stand up for these people. And that gets a little ugly, but they need our help. They don't have wealth. They don't have prestige. You know, they're a cop. They're a teacher. Uh, they're someone working at a kind of like that middle management in a company. Um, mm. we got to say that what they believe is okay. And we got to do it with a smile on our face. I agree. 
But we've mm-hmm. got to let them know that we've drawn a line in the sand. And the line in the sand is, and this is including to corporate America with its increasing wokeism, is, you know, the conservative movement is not going to be your pro bono lobbying arm anymore if you don't believe in the country. Mm-hmm. If you don't believe in the country and you're going to use your power to attack our families and our schools and our kids, uh, we're going to take you on, too. So I think these companies need to understand we're serious as a heart attack, the, the grassroots movements out there, to, to, to not just be for all their little benefits in the tax code and everything else they want if they're putting out all these press releases saying we're racist. It's just not going to work. Yep. Don't, don't shirk. Don't shrink. But we can do it in our way, which is the high road civil way. One click on Amazon, the desecrators. Defeating the cancel culture mob and reclaiming one nation under God, Matt Schlapp and Deal Hudson. Thank you, Matt. Talk soon. Thank you, Larry. Best of mercy. Yeah. All right. Folks, we're going to take a quick break, I think. I don't know. We're running on a different schedule. But I'm Larry Kudlow, and we will be right back with this. Are the airlines not going to fly because of 5G? Is that possible? It's the dumbest thing I ever heard. Brendan Carr is a commissioner of the Federal Communications Commission who will try to help us through this. We'll be right back. Larry Kudlow on 77 WABC. This is the best of the Rita Cosby Show. Best of. I'm so glad to have your perspective, you know, Caitlin, because I think about this decision from the NCAA. I feel like it was a punt. What was your reaction? Yeah, they kicked the can down the road. Um, they didn't want to take responsibility. And to be honest with you, um, that's very disappointing. I have said from the beginning, uh, uh, Leah Thomas, I hope nothing but the best for her. You know, uh, transitioning and suffering from gender dysphoria is an extraordinarily, extraordinarily difficult thing. I, I know I've suffered with it my entire life, you know, and every journey is different. And I want her to be happy, and I just hope nothing but the best for her. And all the things that go along with transitioning, I hope she enjoys. But when it comes to this decision and what she's doing uh, in the swimming pool, honestly, two things. One, it's bad publicity for the trans community. Number one, it doesn't help us. It's very negative. Um, And... You know, the second thing is it's bad for women's sports. I'm out to protect women's sports. So where do we go from here, Caitlin? You know, it's interesting. You brought up Donna Deverona. She made a comment saying, like, maybe there's a place for everybody. How how do we find this place? It's very complicated. I don't know if we can find a place, to be honest with you. There's not. We're talking about, I mean, trans athletes. There's very few of them. Okay, there's. Handful in swimming, there's one other that actually transitioned the other direction, female to male. Right. Um, yeah, but um, those are the only two I know about. Um, we're talking about one person, you know, changing all of women's sports. It's and it's it's not fair, you know. And I don't know if we can find a solution. 